Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode number 22. Today, we are interviewing Kendra Miller, who is a birth photographer and a home birth mother, but she didn't start out as either of those. So we get to listen to her, uh, the way that she started as just a typical hospital mom and the way that she learned through her birth experiences more and more about having an unmedicated natural childbirth. And it is so fascinating. Also, oh my gosh, her home birth story, like listening to it really brought me to the brink of tears. She just explains things in such a beautiful, detailed, emotional way. So I know you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. So before we jump into Kendra's story, I want to thank our sponsors this week. We have Hatched at Home. That's Carrie LaChapelle, who's a licensed midwife, CPM of 12 years. She offers home birth services in the upstate of South Carolina. Carrie provides evidence-based prenatal care, mama-baby family-centered home birth care, including water birth, and mama-baby postpartum care from birth to six weeks and beyond. Carrie also offers extras like beautiful Banku belly binding, and she carries a wide variety of wish garden tinctures in her office. The great thing is that Carrie offers a free consultation to see if she's a good fit for your birth. So visit her at Hatched at Home's website, hatchedathome.com, or you can check her out on Facebook at Hatched Midwife Carrie LaChapelle, L-A-C-H-A-P-E-L-L-E, or get in touch with her directly at 864-907-6363. Our other sponsor for this show is Dreckman Family Chiropractic. Thank you guys so much for all that you do over there. We go visit Dr. Dreckman, Janie calls him Daka Daka, every week, and he has helped so much with my pregnancy, with Janie just as being a child. She's never gotten an ear infection, uh, so I just cannot recommend them enough, and neither can other people because they have been ranked number one, best in industry, five-star rating, and they are the patient's choice winner. So if you want to get in touch with them and have an amazing pregnancy, birthing experience, and a wonderful pediatric chiropractor, call them at 864-757-9901 or check out their website, druckmanfamilychiropractic.com. Thank you so much to both of our sponsors. If you have a business near or far, online or in person, and would like to sponsor this podcast, please send me an email at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com and we will get you set up. I also want to thank our reviewer of the week, which is Angel C. Bennett, and she wrote, Love. I absolutely love this podcast. I'm always telling people to listen and refer this podcast to their families, especially when their support circle isn't exactly loving the idea of their loved one having a home birth. In a world where we see birth as crazy, dramatic, and unrealistic on TV, it's nice to have some realness and entertainment. And 
Thank you so much, Angel C. Bennett. If you will email me at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I'll be sending you a happy home birth sticker. If you guys will head over to iTunes and leave a review, you can win a sticker too. I'd appreciate that. And also, if you would keep up the screenshots, make sure if you're listening to this episode, go ahead and take a screenshot right now. Post it on your Instagram stories and tag at Happy Home Birth Podcast. I will be sure to send you a shout out on my stories as well. So thank you guys so much for all of that. If you will please remember that the opinions expressed by my guests are not necessarily my opinions and neither of us are medical professionals. So if you need medical advice, go see your doctor or if you're like me, your chiropractor. Also, I'm going to go ahead and apologize up front for the fact that my audio quality on this interview was kind of trash. I'm super sorry. It seems as though I might have forgotten to uh, switch my microphone over onto Skype when we recorded. So yeah, it's not great. I really apologize. I hope you can bear with me and still enjoy Kendra's amazing episode. Kendra, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to hear your story. So would you start by just introducing yourself and your family to the listeners? Sure. Um, so my name is Kendra Miller. Um, I live in uh, right outside of Kansas City and uh, Kansas, not Missouri. But um, I'm a mom of four now. Um, my oldest is six. And then I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-month-old. Um, I am primarily a stay-at-home mom. I um, used to, uh, before I was a mom, I used to be, um, a vet tech, worked with all the animals. I actually worked in a, um, rescue and did surgeries, helped with the surgeries with the animals and just really loved caring <laughs> for the animals. Um, and then I, uh, dabbled in photography during that time. And Shortly after my daughter was born, I um, went into birth photography and I haven't looked back. So um, I've had to take a few breaks <laughs> when having babies. Um, but in between my breaks, um, I just kind of go full force with the photography. And um, it's just really changed the way I've looked at birth and babies and moms. And um, so that's been wonderful. Um, I have been married for eight years to my high school sweetheart and I know um I know we're 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 gross we're you know adorably cute um but uh he uh works full-time and has been nothing but supportive each time I'm like I want to do this for the birth or whatever and he's like okay (laughs) whatever you know better than I do um so uh, and he was wonderful throughout the, the home birth but um um yeah we like that's just kind of me I'm uh obsessed with um cookies and sugar and uh <laughs> Netflix and <laughs> I'm kind of a a homebody but um I love people and I love having really great conversations and um and yeah that's that's that little nursling right there <laughs> I know sorry <laughs> Well, so before we started the uh, interview, you were telling me that your first three children were born in the hospital setting, and then you had a home birth with your last. So tell me what that progression was like for you. 
Yeah. So with my, uh, when I got pregnant with my daughter, um, it was very exciting because um, I had actually been told at age 19, I probably wouldn't be able to have children. Um, I have uh, chronic Lyme disease. And at the time they thought I had um, polycystic ovarian syndrome and it was just this whole thing. So at at 19, that was kind of a a big weight. Um, And shortly after my husband and I got married, we had a miscarriage. Um, But it, I, you know, we really looked at that as a positive because I got pregnant. Um, So uh, we, you know, started talking with different doctors and decided to try again um, because we weren't trying (laughs) with with the the first one. Um, And it took us a year, but we got pregnant with uh, my daughter. And um, I just I didn't do a whole lot of research as far as, you know, what I could and could not do. And um, I, you know, had a you know, what we like to call kind of a by the book birth, right? You know, <laughs> but I was told that I was borderline for gestational diabetes. And I didn't really look into that as research. I just took it as as it was. And the, my OB at the time said that she wanted to induce me at 39 weeks because she was afraid the baby would be too big. So we did. And um, at about three centimeters, the nurse said, you look uncomfortable. I'll have anesthesia come in. And I just thought, okay, you know, <laughs> and I had um, got the epidural um, I was very nervous about it and um, actually ended up having what I think now is a panic attack because I couldn't feel my legs and I didn't like it and I didn't like not being able to know what was going on. Um, but uh, my daughter came out and she was six pounds, three ounces, so not big at all. Um, but she was she was great and healthy and, you know, we didn't really think anything of it. Um, but when I had her, I had my mom take some pictures and I made a comment after she was born gosh, I wish that there was, you know, almost like a wedding photographer here that could take pictures. And one of the nurses said, actually, there are people that do that. Um, And I was like, what? Really? And I looked into it. um, And, uh, you know, I found out that, yes, there are birth photographers. So I started looking into it. And I, um, with each um, client that I, you know, and it was, so lucky enough to be able to be a part of their birth. Um, they, you know, just brought so much knowledge and I started researching everything and, and realizing um, how I wanted to do it different if we had another baby. Oh, wow. um, and so I, you know, kind of was taking notes on everything and seeing how strong women are and, you know, all the different choices you have. And um, I was actually able to witness a birth. Um, she's a good friend of mine now, but <laughs> we were just, you know, it was just her photographer at the time. Um, but she did everything naturally. She had no intervention. She had no pain medication. Um, she was at a birth center. Um, and I thought, gosh, I'm going to do that. Um, we got pregnant the following month. And <laughs> um, I said, I don't want any pain meds um, with this one. And we found out we were having a boy. Um, and at 37 weeks, they said he needed to come out. Um, my placenta was, uh, there were some complications there. Um, and I think now it was more of a scare tactic, but who you will never know. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it was like, well, if you go too long, the placenta could stop working. And, you know, um, but I did no pain meds. So I went through his birth with Pitocin, but no pain meds. And it was the most exhilarating thing I've ever done, you know, to be able to do that and, and feel everything and, and know how strong I was um, for that. Yeah, um, to, to go through a. Yes. Labor. <laughs> yes. Long. 
I didn't really know any different because with my daughter, I hardly felt a contraction really. I think it was more, you know, cramping. <laughs> um, and so I didn't really know what a real contraction felt like because they put an epidural in me before I really had a chance to, um, to feel that and feel what my body was trying to do. Um, but with the Pitocin, it was very intense. I was in labor for about, with my daughter, I was in labor for 12 hours. Um, with my son, I was in labor for about 10. And with this, with my son, I hired a doula and she absolutely made all the difference. Um, and my husband was, you know, I, I tell people who ask about, well, why did you have a doula? You know, wasn't your husband supportive or something, you know, comments that people might make. And I said, I wanted the doula. I, my husband was my number one support. I wanted the doula for him to be able to support me. Um, and then have that extra person there to trade off if we needed to and be able to guide us and, you know, what we can and can't do and, and you know, just have someone there that was really advocating for us and in our corner. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Oh, so, um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we had a lot of choices, like, do we want to break our water? Do we want to do this? And it was just really amazing because if it had just been me and my husband, you know, I would absolutely have slipped into, I'm just going to be a good patient. And let them tell me whatever to do. And with birth, you know, you really have to know your choices and um, and what you want for your birth. Um, you know, it's different for everybody. So, uh, but yeah, we had a doula and she made, yeah, she made all the difference. Um, they did end up breaking my water, but um, he came out and at 37 weeks, he was five pounds, eight ounces. So he was a little guy. Um, but it was such a blessing because he didn't need any NICU time. He was, um, fine for gestational age as far as weight. Um, and so that was amazing. So I was like, okay, I did it. I did it without pain meds. And, you know, these are all the kids we're going to have. Everything's going to be fine. And then <laughs> we had a surprise third. Um, and so I had these teeny tiny little babies and I thought, okay, I'm going to do it without any sort of interventions. I switched OBs and. I'm not going to have any, you know, anything like that. And I did. I didn't have to have any Pitocin. My water broke at home with him. Um, and we went into the hospital and I had no pain meds. And um, it was um, completely different from my son's birth because I didn't have any Pitocin. So to me, the contractions, I was like, okay, I can do this. These are not as crazy and wild as the other ones. I'm getting um, awake. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I describe it to people as with Pitocin, I felt like I was not in control. Um, and with with no Pitocin, I felt like, OK, here comes contraction. I can actually ride the wave. Um, and so that felt more encouraging to me. Um, and then my my third baby came out and he was nine pounds. One ounce. Stop. <laughs> I was like, I. Like if I hadn't seen him come out, I would have thought that you have the wrong child. That is not mine. Um, but he, yeah, and he's he is a bruiser. He's he's every every bit still is large. Um, he's almost as tall. He's he's my two year old, and he's almost as tall as his four year old brother. Um, so we don't know what happened. I have no idea. But uh, but that was exhilarating because my water broke on its own, and you know I didn't have any interventions, and I didn't have any pain meds, and he was huge, and you know, and I did it. Um, so then that was like, okay, we're done, you know, <laughs> again, <laughs> and again, we're done, we're done. We're, um, and then I photographed a home birth, my very first home birth. And I was just amazed. I just could not even believe 
um, how much I loved it. I loved being in, in the experience with her. I loved seeing her just, you know, doing everything on, on her own, but having the support around her. I've never felt more safe at a birth um, for the mom. Um, and it was just, it was kind of a duh moment. Like, this is how it is supposed to be, you know, um, just in the comfort of your own home or surrounded by people that you love and people you trust. And um, I had said to my husband, I was like, if we were crazy enough to have a fourth, I would do a home birth. And we both were like, yeah, we're not going to have a fourth. It, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, and then we got pregnant. Um, and, uh, and I thought, you know, I, I put it out there. I put it out into existence. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a home birth. And I um, interviewed the same midwives I had worked with at that home birth and um, loved them again and decided to hire them. And and that was that. So <laughs> we went for the home birth for the fourth one, for the last one. And we're, we're yeah. serious. <laughs> We're serious, we're serious. Okay, we'll see you in a few months. All right. <laughs> Next, you'll be like, oh, well, we had a free birth. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm just going to keep going with this craziness. Uh, no, after this last one, I was like, that was way too close. It was way too intense. <laughs> but. Oh, my goodness. That's so cool. I love how each birth you progress, like each birth you did less you had the intention of not wanting anything, but still, you know, that's really right. cool that you were able to go no pain medication and then no nothing. And then at home, that's just so, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so tell me, you already found it. You knew that you loved this midwife. You'd worked with her before. What was it like to work with her in this new environment of you or her client? What were your prenatals like? Yeah, it was a switch. Um, because obviously with my birth client, I wasn't at any prenatal exams or you know, I had no idea what to expect. Um, and it was a switch to not because um, as a birth photographer, you know, our main job is to be rarely noticed. So, you know, we don't do a lot of talking and we're, you know, kind of in the corner um, taking pictures and things. So it was a switch to be like, oh, OK, um, you know, it's all about me. And like, how do we do this and what goes on? Um, and it was also a switch to kind of just slow everything down. Um, at uh, my OB appointments, I really felt like it was just rush, rush, rush. And with each pregnancy, you know, I had more kids at the appointments because <laughs> they're running around and it felt very stressful. Don't touch this. Don't do that. You know, um, and it was all clinical and medical. And um, I look back on it now and it almost feels cold, you know. Um, but with these exams, you know, their office really just felt like a living room. And they had a separate area for my kids to play and um, w within the same room, but just kind of off to the side. And so my kids would just play with Hot Wheels and baby dolls and um, they let them, you know, push the button for the, um, you know, Doppler and put the stethoscope on. And they were just very involved. And so it just never seemed scary to them. Um, and immediately after our first appointment, my daughter said, I want to be there with you. She's six. And I thought, oh, I don't know. You know <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but she actually ended up being at the birth and we got her a tiny doula t-shirt and um, it was adorable. Um, but she was just so involved and she had so many questions that they were able to answer. And I just, I loved it. It felt like family. It just felt like, um, okay, these people are, I trust them. 
And, um, you know, I, I really, really loved the prenatal, um, the whole experience. I was excited to go to each appointment. Um, they had these cool little models of um, gestational weeks as far as like what the baby might look like and how big they are. Oh, and we were actually able to, to hold it, you know, and my kids thought that was so cool. You know, this is what the baby looks like at 12 weeks and this is, you know, 20 weeks. And um, we actually did the gender, um, like the blood test to find out what the gender was because um, we were getting ready to move at the time. And I'm, you know, a little OCD. So um, with my third, we did a we went team green. So we didn't even know it was a boy <laughs> when okay. he came out. So he was full head of hair and a boy and nine pounds. And I was like, what is happening? Um, who are but, you? Yeah, who is this child? We still ask that. Um, but <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so with this one, we found out we were having another boy, and I was like, oh my gosh, three boys, what are we gonna do? Um, but the midwives were so wonderful because they um told my sister, and then my sister was able to kind of do a surprise gender reveal for us. So it was just, it just all felt very connected. They, yeah, that's my it, biggest takeaway. <laughs> it, it, it becomes so family centered you know there's Mm -hmm. they involve your family and then they start feeling like family and there's just such a connection there with with your and midwives and it just feels like shouldn't it be that way you know you're creating more of your family and um the people around you and and who are there during that experience it should just feel like family and love and support and um and that's exactly how it felt I'm so glad I love that and I actually just had a prenatal earlier this week when we we're recording this and my daughter was so interested and she's yeah. up on my belly as my midwife is like listening with the fetoscope and she at one point like I really she in years if she listens to this later she's gonna be like mom how dare you but <laughs> my midwife is trying to listen and you know with a fetoscope it's really harder to hear you have to be quiet so my mm-hmm. husband was like, okay, Janie, I need you to be quiet. And she was quiet for a second. And then she just ripped a fart. Like, you would not believe. <laughs> she was like, half gas. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's just that's just the nature of it. <laughs> it sure is. And everybody yeah. laughed. And it was exactly. a fun time. Exactly. But did yeah. you do anything different in this um, prenatal experience? Like, did you do any childbirth education or see a chiropractor or anything like that that was different? Or did you kind of have the same type setup from your previous few births? It was pretty much the same. I didn't do any um, childbirth education. I never have. <laughs> I watched a video with my daughter, which was probably, you know, mistake number one. Um, <laughs> definitely go to a class <laughs> and do things. Um, but, uh, I saw, I started seeing a chiropractor with my third, um, during the pregnancy and I hands down, that has to be how I got a nine pound baby out was that I was thinking the same well thing, aligned, right. You know, um, and, uh, so with this one, it was just a no brainer to continue with the same chiropractor I was using. And, um, she had just started her own practice. And uh, I went in and I was so excited. And I was like, I have something to tell you. I'm newly pregnant. And she was like, oh, my gosh, no way. Me, too. <laughs> I was like, what? So she was due a month before me. And um, I actually ended up doing um, her birth photography. Uh, and so, so that was, yeah, it was just kind of a cool thing. We were able to kind of experience <laughs> going through pregnancy together. It's um, really fun to be pregnant with somebody, you know, like uh, around the same time. That's so yeah. Um, yeah, it was I was. Um, it was her and then um, my cousin was due 
um, we were due a day apart. So it's just so weird. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. So chiropractic, but I don't know that I did a lot different, but I, I do feel like it was my healthiest pregnancy. So I'm, I, I don't really know what I did different other than maybe I was just so relaxed right. um, with it, but I, I felt good. Um, I gained kind of a healthy amount of weight. Um, and yeah, I, I, I felt really good up until the end <laughs> when I was just done. But um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, labor. Um, but um, I don't know that I did anything different um, that they did. I didn't have to drink the um, Glucola. Okay. Um, and I was really sick each time I had to do that with my other ones. Um, and then it always came back. Oh, well, you're borderline. You know, I was like, okay. so with uh, with the midwives, they they did it a little different and uh, did it by blood work um, with an A1C and then just did random sugar checks and, you know, had me checking sugars at home and things like that. And they were always perfect. So right. exactly. Uh, and I do think that's a flaw is it's if your body's not used to it, but you're not doing that to your body, then yeah, it, it, your body's going to be kind of thrown off when you drink a whole, whole ton of sugar. Right. So well, I kept, I kept telling my OBs that, um, you know, when I first was diagnosed with Lyme disease, uh, they had thought I had pancreatitis. Um, and come to find out, the Lyme was actually attacking my pancreas. Oh, so man. I have a compromised pancreas. <laughs> so um, I kept telling my OBs, could that be affecting the outcomes of, you know, this, this test? And they were like, no. <laughs> but my midwives were like, absolutely. It could. Yes. You know, like that, duh. So, um, so that's why we kind of went the route that we did for, for me. And that's another thing with the midwives. Everybody is different. You know, everyone gets a different method of care based on, um, you're an individual. So based on your story, your body, what's best for you, you know, that's how they're going to do it. And they're really listening to what you're saying. So, um, we did it a little different for me and we, you know, really kept track of my sugars and they were always fine and, and perfect and, um, so that would be my one big thing that I changed is that I didn't have to do that test in the Glucola and all of that. Um, but yeah. yeah, it just sounds like you were just so well cared for. That's that's really beautiful. And then that in relation to your labor, I would love to hear your birth story. How did how did everything unfold? <laughs> so um, at I believe it was 38 weeks. It's funny. It's you know only so long ago, but um, 38 weeks, I was for sure I was in labor and called everybody in. Um, contractions were like five to seven minutes apart. Um, they felt intense, but I kept saying like, I don't know that I'm in labor because I'm not feeling like that over the edge feeling, you know, like, oh, I just can't handle it. And they're like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Um, so everyone was here for about 14 hours. And, you know, we were trying everything, the tub, you know, whatever, the contractions just kept coming and they weren't stopping. And um, they finally started slowing down. And I broke down and had my midwife check me because I was like I don't know what's happening and I was a three mm. and she's like so you're something's happening but I just don't know that it's active labor right now so it was prodromal and um, that was so frustrating just you know so frustrating but at the same time she the doula I had with this birth um, is actually one of my best friends okay. <laughs> and she was at my first son so my my second baby's birth and when she was there, she said, I think I want to be a doula someday. And I was like, you would be amazing. And since then, she has started her own doula business and she's rocking it. And I said, for this baby, I want you to be my doula. 
And my previous doula had started doing birth photography. And I was like, you're going to take my pictures, you know, like, so it all just kind of worked out perfectly. But um, I was so, it was just wonderful to have everyone around, like, we are here for you. This happens, you know, this is also a part of labor and it's a part of birth. Um, It's not that you're not in labor. It's just, it's not doing much. Um, So we kind of think that maybe he was in a bad position and that's what all the contractions were about, moving him. Um, because once it kind of, it got really intense for a while and then, um, all of a sudden it started slowing down and they stopped. So I was really frustrated. Um, the same thing happened a week later. (laughs) I I called everybody in, I thought it was labor and it was not, um, it wasn't as long as that one, but I was very, very, very frustrated. Um, my due date came and went and at 41 plus three, I woke up at 3am with cramping. And I thought, okay, well, this is with my previous prodromal ones. I was like, I just, I need to sleep. If it is labor, then I need all the energy I can get. So I went back to bed and I was actually able to go back to sleep. Um, And then I kind of shot up at quarter to six and I was like, that's a contraction, you know? And so I texted everybody and I said, I'm having contractions. They're about five minutes, five to seven minutes apart. I don't think it's anything big. I'll let you know how it goes, you know? (laughs) Um, Don't come yet. (laughs) Yeah, don't come. It's not, it's not, it's not it. Um, And I said, I'm going to try a shower. And they were all like, sounds great. Let us know. Um, So I told my husband, I said, I'm going to try taking a shower. The shower was extremely intense. I think I was only in there for maybe two minutes. Um, They got very, very intense in the shower. I got out of the shower and I texted everybody and I was like, okay. They are now four to five minutes apart. They are very intense. You know, I can still talk in between them. So I think we still have a while, but like, let's start getting people, you know, getting here and those, those things. So, um, so that was about seven o'clock. My doula got here a little after eight. Um, I think it was like eight fifteen, and she thankfully doesn't live too far. And when she got here, the contractions um, were about two to three minutes apart. And I was sitting on the, the birth ball. Um, which we all found very interesting because during my padromal labors, I didn't want to be on it at all. It wasn't comfortable. I didn't like it. I was like, I'm probably not ever going to use this. And then I ended up using it for the labor. Um, but they, the contractions were very intense um, and two to three minutes apart. She texted my midwives and said, um, go ahead and come. But Kendra says, don't rush because she still feels like we have a while to go. Um, so at about, uh, so we, um, I had contractions two to three minutes apart from when she got there and we tried a couple different positions, um, you know, holding onto the door frame and being able to kind of sway my hips. Um, I really, really liked counter pressure. Um, it made all the difference for me each time I had a contraction, either her or my husband would um, do counter pressure on my lower back. And that got me through each contraction. Um, and my daughter would come in, you know, refill my water. <laughs> Um, she got me cold rags. She would hold my hand. She had her tiny doula shirt on. Um, we, I had my sister call her school. Cause I was like, I, I think this might be it. She's not going to school today. You know, um, my mom came and got my boys and took them to her house. Um, so I wasn't distracted with them. Um, my husband was filling up the birth tub and I thought, okay, you know, we've got some hours like this is all going great. It's intense, but it's all going the way that I kind of thought it would and early morning and, you know, um, and then around nine o'clock, I said to 
my best friend, Monica, my doula, um, I said, you know, <laughs> this is probably like the most embarrassing thing I'll say, but I said, I feel like I need to poop. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, at first she looked at me like, oh no. And I was like, no, 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 not like that. Not like I need to push, but I just feel like I'm having, like, maybe they won't be so intense. Like maybe I just need to do that, you know? And she's like, okay, well you go do what you need to do and I'll just be right out here. You, you're a midwife here at this point? No, uh, okay. they were on their way. Um, so we knew they were close. And so she's like, you do what you need to do. I'll just be right here. And I was like, okay. So I'm in the bathroom. I start to have a contraction and my water broke. <laughs> and so I was on the toilet and my water broke, which is probably the best place to do that. Um, and I screamed for my doula because the contraction had started. And once my water broke, it was horrible. Um, and I felt like I, I'm going to fall right off the toilet. I'm going to, you know, I, so I screamed for her so I could have someone to hold on to during the contraction. And I finally got out to her. My water broke. And she was like, oh, my gosh. You know, and right then, because um, I had two midwives. Um, so one of them came in and said, because um, she was a student midwife, and she said, uh, okay, I'm here, but we need to get you off the toilet because it's going to be more intense there and faster. And we were waiting on um, on my midwife, Katie. And she said, she's really close, but we let's try to hold off until she gets here. So she had me lay on my side on my bed um, and it was horrible. I hated it. (laughs) I didn't like the position. Um, but I just, I couldn't articulate that. I could not get words out. Um, they were coming probably every minute, um, minute to two minutes. I was getting, uh, my midwife said like a 20 to 30 second break in between, Mm-hmm. Um, they just kept coming and they were very intense and I was trying to breathe through them and doing all the vocal and, you know, very low tones. And, um, my doula said, you know, do you want to go to all fours? And all I could get out was no, but in my head, um, I was thinking, yes, I think that would feel amazing, but then he's going to come out. <laughs> um, and I want to get in the tub and that's what we were waiting on. We were waiting for my midwife to get here so I could get in the tub. Um, because as they put it, if, you know, if something was to happen, um, it's easier for them to talk through my husband or maybe the student midwife um, on land versus in water. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to wait until she was at least closer. Um, so finally, um, the other midwife said, she's close enough. We can get into the pool if you want to. And I was like, yes. And I just like something out of Tron or something just like got up and off the bed and out the door. And I had a whole flight of stairs to go down. Um, so I had one contraction at the top of the stairs and I remember holding onto the railing thinking someone better put a chuck pad under me because I might have the baby right here. (laughs) Um, but I didn't. And then I just made it down the stairs by myself. Like, I I think my husband was maybe holding my hand, but I was just like, I mean, determined tunnel vision, get to the pool, get to the pool, get to the pool. Um, and, oh, I I should go back and say that, uh, my water, when I got up off the toilet, we noticed that there was meconium. And I panicked. (laughs) I looked at my doula and I was like, oh my God, there's meconium. She's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's just a little, like it was just barely tinged yellow. Um, And she's like, you're just fine. You're safe. You're fine. Um, But I I think a switch went off in me of, I need to get the baby out um, without kind of knowing it. Um, And he was fine. I mean, a little meconium is actually okay. But like for me, it it felt very panicky. so I was going down the stairs, just kind of <laughs> in tunnel vision of get to the water, get to the water. Um, I stepped into the water and the water was cold. <laughs> oh, no. And I mean, not like freezing, but it was like room temperature because 
uh, my husband had been filling it, but then when my water broke, everybody kind of came upstairs and was with me upstairs. And so um, we all kind of forgot about the water. <laughs> and so he's quickly is boiling water um, to fill it back up and got some hot water in it. And I got in it and my midwife checked the temperature and she said, okay, it's actually, it's an okay temperature. You can have a baby in this. And I was like, okay. So I got in, but I was afraid to sit down. So I had two contractions leaning over the tub with like my feet in, but leaning over, holding on to my doula and husband. And they were so intense. And I remember thinking to myself, my body is doing things and I'm not doing it. Like I all of a sudden just um, squatted down into the water and kind of put propped one leg up. And I thought, well, this is horrible. This is intense, but I don't know why I'm doing this, but it, I think it's good. And I remember thinking with one of the contractions, I'm feeling burning, um, which I've known with my previous two that, uh, with, you know, the ring of fire, they're probably crowning. Um, and I thought to myself, well, I'm going to reach down because, um, like with this next contraction, because if I'm not crowning, this is very intense and I'm going to need someone to help me. Like I either need to change positions or something because I'm feeling like I'm going to pass out. I'm, you know, this is very, very intense. Um, and with that con next contraction, um, I felt lots and lots and lots of pressure and I reached down and I said, I can feel his head, his head's out. And um, my other midwife had gotten there. I didn't know that she was there, but <laughs> she had gotten there. Um, I checked my ring doorbell after he was born. Um, she arrived at um, 9.29 and he was born at 9.33. Oh, so um, I didn't know that she had gotten there. And so I said, his head's out. And I thought it was my doula, but now knowing it was actually my midwife said, okay, with the next contraction. And I interrupted her and said, no, 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 he's out. He's all the way out. Um, so I, his head and his head kind of pushed my hand away and I grabbed a hold of his shoulders and I pulled him out of the water. And um, this part, I don't remember, <laughs> um, but I guess I put him up to my chest and I leaned back and my midwife was right there to catch me. And um, she helped me. The cord wasn't around his neck, but kind of around his shoulders. And so she helped me kind of wriggle it down. And um, she didn't even have time to put gloves on. She basically just got her coat off <laughs> and caught a baby and um, or helped me catch a baby. Um, and and that was and he was there and he was born. And my first thought was he's so small because my last one was nine pounds and this one ended up being six pounds, five ounces. So, <laughs> wow. yeah, two thirds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I was like, he's so small, and he started kind of squeaking and gurgling, and um, and then let out a big cry, and we all were just like, oh my god, that just happened, you know. So, um, my water broke at 9 a.m. and he was born at 9:33, and um, so so much for me thinking I had you know lots of time to have this wonderful, <laughs> um, long labor. Um, but after two prodromals and all of that frustration, having a quick labor was kind of a blessing. Um, so that was, that was his, his story. Um, and we got out of the water pretty quickly because it was still not warm like you want it. Um, and noticed the cord was very long and he had a true knot in it. Um, but it was a beautiful, you know, blue and, and a beautiful cord. And we got out and we started to deliver the placenta and the cord actually just kind of tore away from itself. Um, and so thank goodness my midwife was there and we were out of the water because she was able to clamp where she needed to and 
we delivered the placenta and everything was fine. Um, But uh, so that's just kind of one of those, I guess it was a complication, but not really a complication um, with home birth. But um, my midwife was amazing and super calm and talked me through it. And hey, this is what's going on. And this is what we're going to do. And um, and yeah, and he, he latched right away and it was all just, um, it was, it was amazing and very emotional, um, for me because, um, uh, I might cry. Um, <laughs> um, in, I had lost a very dear friend of mine, um, in August, um, of 2017. And, um, she was like a second mom to me. And she always came out with each birth and helped me take care of the kids for like a month. And I talked to her every day and, you know, she was just kind of that confidant. Um, She was my person and she passed away suddenly. Um, And so I didn't have her for this one. So he came out and it was just all of the emotions, you know, and I just felt like she was with us. And um, so that was amazing. But, um, and she was so supportive of home births. She was actually able to, um, I was telling her I was going to do a home birth and she was so supportive of it. And so I just kind of kept that in the back of my mind that, you know, she supports this. And um, so it was, it was just a full circle, you know, <laughs> moment and, and he was fine. And um, the midwives got my bed all set up and ready. And my husband and I, when I felt ready, um, went back up the stairs and um, we just, you know, we took a nap, <laughs> I ate some food and, we took a nap and it was great. <laughs> so that was our home birth. You know, I think of a few things about your story that are kind of interesting. The first thing is how you mentioned, like, you know, you saw a little bit of meconium and it, it kind of messed with you. I feel like everybody has something that even though, even if in the front of your head, like truthfully, you know, okay, this is really not a complication. It's really you know, it's within the realm of normal, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. It still is something that just like, mm-hmm. kind of overcome you. I definitely I in my birth story, mine was I just had this fear that there was going to be a shoulder dystocia. So that uh-huh. made me think of that. But then the, uh, the other thing that I was thinking about, oh, I can't even remember it now, it was really with the Oh, oh, the other thing that I was thinking about was how it's very clear that your prodromal labors were doing something since yeah you know, that when you actually did go into labor, it was quick, it was seamless. That that wasn't all for naught. That was getting him in a good position. It was getting your body prepared. It was just not fun. Yes, yes. Um, I look back on it and, you know, I did a few Instagram posts like while I was like still pregnant and um, because, you know, you get the comments from people like, oh, well, shouldn't you just go to the hospital or shouldn't you do this, that and the other? And you know, I was really trying to keep myself grounded and centered um, of I'm going to trust my body. I'm going to trust my baby. I am healthy. My baby's healthy. There's no reason for him to come out right now other than the fact that I'm just tired, (laughs) you know. Um, And, you know, the other thing that I have said to people is I'm so happy he did not come at 38 weeks because he was six pounds when he came out at 41 weeks. Nice. I, I don't know. He would have been so small. Um, and I also, on the flip side of that, think if I had gone into the hospital at either 38 weeks or the following week, um, because I was having consistent contractions and because I was dilated and I was thinned, um, 
I feel like they probably would have kept me and progressed my labor. Yeah. Um, you know, either broke my water or whatever. Um, and my, you know, my midwives and I talked about it with that second prodromal of, can we just break my water? Can we just do this? And, you know, she really talked to me about, he's still pretty high up. Um, and so to do that, there is the risk of, you know, cord prolapse and him getting in a funky position. And, you know, it, we could just really mess with something we're not supposed to. And again, because the cord was so long, which of course we didn't know, um, there was absolutely that risk. Um, so all of those things, it was just, you really have to dig deep and it's something I can look back on like, okay, I'm glad I waited and I'm glad I trusted it. You know, this is why he wasn't coming. And, um, but when you're in it, it really sucks. <laughs> and it's a real mind game because you're having contractions, but nothing's happening. And then you think, am I crazy? Do I not know what labor feels like? Can my body not do this? And you start doing all of the what ifs, you know, maybe he's too big. Maybe he's stuck. Maybe something's wrong. Maybe something's wrong with me. Um, and it really, you have to try to quiet your mind because if you're healthy and your baby's healthy and you're doing all the best things, like they really will come when they're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's exactly what happened. So yes, I think my body was doing, doing it slowly, but, but really preparing me for, for labor and for it to be, um, like you said, like a seamless home birth and, you know, um, my biggest fear, like you said, yours was, you know, the shoulder dystocia. Mine was getting too exhausted and having to have a transfer. Um, and so I think with those padroma labors that helped me not do that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think, you know, the mind is a powerful thing. And as women, our bodies are amazing. So, <laughs> All right. yeah, you're right. And, and I love how you mentioned, you know, of course, we didn't know that we didn't know that his cord was doing this. We didn't know this or that. Mm-hmm. But your body is so in tune and it knows exactly what it's doing. And he knew exactly what he was doing. And that ability for the wisdom of your midwife to just say, you know, these are things that we could do, but they come with risks. And you accepting that and making that informed decision of, okay, well, let's hold off. And what what a great decision that was and how wonderfully that all worked out for you. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. It, you know, again, looking back on it, I was, <laughs> I didn't accept it with just, you know, peace and ease. It was a lot of frustration and um, doubt in myself. Um, and I actually had a night that I had my mom take the kids and uh, my husband and I just kind of had a night of like, I just let all my emotions go. I cried. I took a bath. I, you know, just let everything kind of come to the surface of what I was feeling and fearing. And um, he was born two days later. So, <laughs> I really needed to get that out. And I think I needed to get a little bit of the grief of my, my friend that had passed out as well, um, that she wasn't going to be there this time. I think I needed to accept it. And, and I, uh, um, so yeah, I, you know, it, you really dig deep inside of yourself. Um, I think with, with birth and labor and I think you're supposed to. So, um, and that doesn't mean that you don't have to have, um, pain meds to do that, but it's, uh, um, for me and for my experience, you know, that's what, what worked for us. So. Wow. Well, Kendra, your story is absolutely beautiful. I am so grateful that you came on the podcast and (laughs) share everything with us. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, And I would love for you, if, if you wouldn't mind giving your information out to our listeners about your photography, since you, you mentioned you do birth photography, can they find you on social media? 
Yes. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram um, as Kendra Miller Photography. It's very simple. Um, but yeah, they can find me there. And I'm so excited because in July, I will be doing the same lady who inspired me to do home birth is having um, another baby. And so um, that'll be my first um, off of maternity leave, if you will. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, and so so that'll be wonderful. So she's doing another home birth, and I can't wait. So oh, I can't wait to look at the pictures from that. I know yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it'll be an experience, and um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to snuggle this guy for for a while, but it'll be exciting to get back into it, into to birth photography, and um, just be back in the birth world. <laughs> so. Yeah, I totally understand. Well, mm-hmm. once again, Kendra, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. There you go, my friends. Wasn't that such an amazing and inspiring interview? I just loved speaking with Kendra, and I hope you will check out her Instagram. It is beautiful. She's got such gorgeous photos, and I'm really, really excited to be sharing a lot of her photos from her birth on my Instagram this coming week. So now I just wanted to jump over to the episode roundup and give you guys a few things that I was thinking about uh, in relation to this episode. The first one is how parenthood is a continuous learning journey. We don't have, and we never will have all of the answers, but if we keep an open mind, we will continue to grow and make the wisest possible decisions for our families. Just like Kendra and her husband, they started off one way, and then as they learned more and more, the the setting of their births, the way that they had things done, it just evolved into less and less intervention. And that really paid off in the end, I feel like, with their with their last home birth. And in relation to that point, number two is that your body and baby are so deeply connected and they work together so beautifully. And although Kendra's prodromal labor was surely frustrating, I can't imagine it. Ugh, prodromal labor is just the pits. She and her midwives decided to continue to wait until her baby was ready. And this led to a beautiful, healthy outcome. You know, Kendra talked about how her baby was still high. And then later they realized the cord was super, super long. So that decision to hold off on breaking her waters turned out to be such a great idea. Um, So just remember that Your body and your baby are so in tune, even if you on the outside are thinking, what the heck is going on? Why is this happening? There is a reason for it. And generally things just work together so beautifully. If we can just take a step back and let our bodies and let our babies do that work. So I hope you guys love this episode as much as I did, and I look forward to you coming back next week where we're going to be interviewing an amazing midwife, Madeline Murray. She has a wonderful organization that she has started called Believe in Midwifery. You are not going to want to miss this episode. So come on back next week, and I will see you guys then.